Great. All right. Welcome back to the Divinely You podcast. We are back with another episode of the Bodybuilder Project. Um, as you know, I'm your host, Sarah Waggle. I am a well-being leadership coach. I am an author. I'm an accessibility consultant, uh, fitness and nutrition enthusiast, artist and crafter. Uh, if you're looking for content for the Divinely You podcast, I am uploading episodes on sarahwaggle.com. You can check them out there. And obviously your usual Apple, Spotify, and Google platforms. Um, thanks for tuning in. Totally appreciated. If you want to give me some stars, that would be awesome too. Um, and let's see what else do I have to say. Oh, patreon.com slash divinely you. You can find monthly program content there. Um, as well as daily nudge recordings, um, which is just a little, you know, minute and a half ish, um, you know, channeled message for me every day. So um, those have been beneficial to the followers there. So we are back. We're live on Facebook for this episode. And so we may be answering some questions during the throughout the 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 show uh, but we're back with the bodybuilder project i really wanted to have this conversation about body positive and how to kind of debunk some myths about how fitness is for quote-unquote thin bodies um because i think it's bullshit personally <laughs> um so before i dive in i want to go ahead and introduce my um fitness background and then i'm gonna have lydia introduce herself um and then we'll kind of dive in from there. So I obviously am a fitness and nutrition enthusiast. I do have an associate's degree in personal training. I've been a certified personal trainer and certified group exercise instructor. Um, it's been several years. Um, and I do work out regularly a lot. Um, I've done anything from, I was a high school athlete uh, in track and field. And then I was a high school swimmer um, and did lots of other things. Uh, as an adult, I have done triathlon, I've done judo and other martial arts. Um, and just in general, I've always kind of kept up a regular workout um, routine. So that's a little of my history. And I'll have Lydia jump in and, and share her history. Hi, Lydia, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm so excited about this. Um, yeah, so a little bit about me. Um, I grew up pretty active um, playing softball. Um, I did some high school sports um, like my freshman year, and then I kind of went into academics. Um, and then in my undergrad, I actually ended up um, tearing my labrum. And um, that, like going from physical therapy, um, I really wanted to get into training to make sure like I didn't want to injure myself and like mm -hmm. get to back to that place anymore. And, um, I really fell in love with training and, um, how I felt and the possibility of things that I could do with, um, just being stronger and just it, every daily, uh, or excuse me, like the daily living things that like we mm -hmm. just do every day, they just got so much easier when I was stronger. And so, <clears throat> that really um, kind of pushed me to continue my journey with fitness. And I started training. Um, uh, I'm going to use the word training because I think, I think, you know, the difference between just like doing a workout, like a one-off workout versus like training consistently. Yeah. Yeah. There's a difference. Yeah. Um, so I started my training journey in the fall of 2013 and I had some great um, personal trainers um, really giving me a solid foundation and, um, a really strong place to start. And, um, I really continued with that. Um, I ran, 
um, my first half marathon while I was in chiropractic school. And um, I did my first Olympic weightlifting competition while I was in chiropractic school as well. So um, I did that. And um, throughout chiropractic school, I was um, doing personal training on the side. Um, It was mostly rehab kind of um, foundational, um, programming and things like that. Um, but it was really helpful for my clients and that was mm-hmm. really fun. Um, I ended up getting my, or earning my CSCS from NSCA and I, that's still active today. And then I have my, you saw, um, level ones and two level one and two for Olympic weightlifting and then, um, precision nutrition certification level one. And then I, um, most recently, um, got into my functional medicine and that finished that certification recently as well. So, um, yeah. And (laughs) (laughs) hold on (laughs) one last thing here. Um, (laughs) and I have taken, um, Stacey Sims course in regards to, um, women and training and those types of things. And, Mm -hmm. um, I'm currently um, finishing my birth fit certification as well. So, um, going through training through the pregnancy, um, Mm -hmm period and postpartum period for women. Um, cause that is, it, and it should be different. So, um, that's my long winded answer for you. <laughs> nice. Love it. So the good news is you have lots of experience and lots of stuff we can talk about. So let me give you an idea of why I even wanted to do this episode. Lydia and I have chatted about this and we've, we're, we've agreed that we're going to try not to go down too many rabbit holes, but this is a very loaded conversation. Um, but we do want to kind of try to keep it focused. I want to share why I even wanted to do this type of an episode. I am somebody who works out every day. I close my Apple watch rings. I'm victim to them. I admit it. I own it. Um, there are worse things to be victim to than closing your Apple watch rings, um, and getting all of the awards and trying to win the competitions and whatnot. Um, you know, and maybe you have a Fitbit out there or a Garmin or whatever, and you try to, you know, earn whatever it is you earn with those devices as well. But what I noticed is that I work out every day. I run, I swim, I cycle, I lift weights, I walk a lot, and yet I don't lose weight. And I've had people say to me over the years, like, aren't you too fat to be a trainer? Or how the hell are you fat if you work out all the time? Well, I don't personally think I'm fat, number one. Um, Number two, I think that all bodies can be fit no matter what size they are. Um, but I also acknowledge that there are things we can do with our nutrition or even maybe with our hormone balances or whatever that could allow us to lose weight. So I'm not, not saying I can't lose weight. I'm saying that I don't lose weight. Um, and so it's kind of been a persistent problem, you know, throughout my life. And obviously I do a lot of healing work, coaching work, um, and things like that. So it's not that I am not working on my trauma, my mental trauma, um, But that's kind of why I wanted to do this episode was because I wanted to kind of like dive into this idea that not that just because somebody works out or is fit does not mean they are quote thin, we could even define thin like what does that even look like right. You know, I mean, if you're looking at Instagram, thin are like these ridiculous bodies. I wouldn't even want to be if I could be, right? <laughs> I know, There's... you get blown away with the wind, so. Yeah, I'm like, I don't think I'd want to be that small, even if I could be that small. It's dangerous. So there's like the flip side, right? Where you have like the, the skinny fat type um, body type. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> you know, um, 
And so I, I, but I think that, you know, obviously there's something to be said for having muscle, for having curves Mm -hmm. and for showing up to the gym and for yourself every day and doing the workouts or the training or whatever it is you're doing, you know, um, I personally just love getting the, the awards, right. I'm in the middle of a, a virtual triathlon right now that, that you can, you just accumulate, you know, um, the three elements over two months. So you keep winning, you keep crossing finish lines, right? So you cross the super sprint, you cross the sprint. Um, and then you can just keep crossing until you get to an Ironman. I may not get to an Ironman. I might get to a half Ironman, but, um, you, can you know, it. it's like things like that. Like I'd rather like cross finish lines and do races and get swag and get medals than to really worry about, um, if I'm actually losing weight and then I get frustrated because I do check my weight and measures and I'm not losing, you know, weight or inches. And so anyway, so I'll just have you kind of dive in and, and maybe share a little bit of your perspective on any of that, that I just talked about. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, for I'll use myself as an example, um, yeah. I, like I weigh 140 and I'm like five, three mm-hmm. on, <laughs> on a good day. And on the BMI scale, I'm considered obese, but like I live five, mm-hmm. five days a week. Um, like we know that muscle weighs more than fat does. So, um, using any sort of scale like that doesn't really account for the different body types or, um, or I don't think it's even been updated since like the explosion of CrossFit and, um, women just really wanting to be strong and like healthy and being Mm -hmm. able to like keep up with the kids even, you know, Mm -hmm. um, So that's kind of one way that I look at it as well is like the systems that we're being provided just aren't accurate. They're not realistic. And um, they, if anything, they really make us more critical of ourselves. Why, why am I not there? Like, this is a standard of measurement that says I'm supposed to be here, but, but I'm not. And like, why can't I get there? And um it like it just wasn't never meant to be that way um mm-hmm. and I mean even if you look at different athletes too or like different sports um like there's some people that are built very differently and they do very well in their sport um mm-hmm. I mean you look at these like football defensive linemen like they're beefy they're huge, huge. <laughs> and like they're they're really fit too you know mm-hmm. so um we can't just like, I, I remember hearing that too, about baseball players, right? You have home run hitters. They're enormous. They can't run, but they're not meant to run. They're meant to hit the ball, you know, 400 feet across a ballpark, you know, and then you've got the little, you know, field players that are meant to do the sprint running from, you know, to, to score the runs or even to run and catch the balls or whatever. So yeah, it's even within the same sport you have different body types to do different things within that sport. Yeah. And I like going off of that point too, I think it goes into like the special, the specialization, like what are you specializing for? And like, what exactly do you need to perform um, how you need to, to, to win and to succeed in your game or whatever you're trying to, to whatever you're trying to accomplish. Mm -hmm. So Yeah. Um, so I have always been somebody who lifted, I I enjoy weightlifting. Um, however, I have been in physical therapy the last couple of months and, um, she has me do like single legged calf raises and single legged chair squats. And I'm literally falling over. (laughs) 
like embarrassingly falling over in the physical therapy room. And I'm like, how is this even possible? I lift, you know, regularly. She's like, you don't do single legged stuff and you don't do stability stuff. She's like, if you do, um, you know, if you do squats, if you do, um, well, it's not coming to me, deadlifts, there we go. Things like that, you're working big muscles, but you don't work on your ankles or, you know, whatever, you know, you don't necessarily work on your calves and things like that. And so it's been kind of a learning experience for me, even, you know, after all this time, obviously there's always still more to learn, but it's almost like, you know, like you said, we don't focus on the daily functions of, you know, strength that we need to do daily tasks. We're focused on leg curls and squats and, and deadlifts and things like that. What do you, what do you think about that? Yeah. I mean, I, I do love back squats and deadlifts and all those types of things. <laughs> <laughs> not going to lie. Um, and doing like those big muscle groups is definitely essential, but also making sure they're firing. So if you're doing the same workout for like maybe past like two months, like your body just gets used to that and that mm-hmm. creates a baseline. So, um, it's really great to have, um, I, I think they're called like reset weeks. Um, the word is kind of slipping my mind right now, but it basically resets your um, neuromuscular system. So, or your nervous system so that it can fire and, um, Mm. fire even better and you'll have better workouts too. And, um, I think another thing is to be, has to be said too, like everyone kind of has their own, um, I don't want to say weakness, but just areas that they need to work harder at to be better at. Like for me, that's pull-ups. Um, and I think for a lot of women, that's pull-ups are just hard for women. Um, and so incorporating things like that, that are in like all the muscle groups surrounding those muscles. It's like, it just, it depends on what your goal is, um, at the end of the day, but, um, yeah, functional movement and just strength training is huge. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And to that, to your point of like the repetitive, um, movement kind of thing. I mean, that's a whole other conversation topic, I feel like, because, but I, I've, you know, talked with people over the years who maybe they don't, usually they don't drive. So they walk everywhere, they bicycle everywhere, and yet they're still, you know, overweight or obese and they don't understand why? And I'm like, because to your body, ex- walking is no longer an exercise or cycling is not an exercise, right? It doesn't, it doesn't have the, the, you know, cause like you said, muscles get used to the thing. And mm-hmm. so it ceases to be, um, a it's stimulus. beneficial. Sorry. A stimulus. Yeah. yeah. I was going to, I was trying to think beneficial, but that wasn't right. Cause obviously <laughs> walking is beneficial, but yeah, you're, it's almost like your, your neurology or your, your, your muscular skeletal system doesn't get stimulated to actually do anything new mm-hmm. when you're doing that same repetitive um, movement. Mm-hmm. And I think another thing too is um, managing stress levels. So really looking at like what's happening in your life too, because that is one way that um, our body can really hang on to um, mm-hmm or it basically is catabolic. So it breaks down muscle. So it's like banging your head up against a brick wall. If you, if you aren't managing your stress levels, then it's really going to, it's going to be really hard to improve your training or just get stronger in general. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think that's really common with night shift workers because their entire circadian rhythm is completely thrown off. Mm -hmm. Um, and I mean, that's like the prime example, um, in my opinion. So, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so let's talk about like, um, well, maybe what hormones play a role in, um, and I've seen recently, um, this is going to get kind of a feminist, more of a feminine topic, but not, not so untrue for men as well, but obviously women, our bodies change throughout the month during, depending on what part of our cycle we're on. Um, I know I've seen more recent updated sports bras that are more adjustable, um, because our, our breasts change size during, you know, during our cycles versus not during our cycles. Um, I know for me personally, I can literally fluctuate from like a size 12 to potentially a size 18, depending on. So that's where I kind of like get into the bullshit of like, what the clothing sizes say about, you know, that industry. And then they give us this message and that kind of goes back to like the, the body measurement thing, right? Like this shit is bullshit because it's telling us this message. That's probably not true. And it doesn't give room or space for our bodies to do what they're naturally doing mm -hmm. just in the course of a month, you know, yeah. And then I was going to go into the idea that hormones, you know, your hormones levels can um, affect whether you are or not able to lose weight. That's kind of where I was going from with that in a roundabout way. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love it. <laughs> yeah, they definitely can. Um, so cortisol, that's, that's a hormone. Um, and then if like for women, if like, if their cycles are disrupted, then that's going to be just really difficult because your body just like your hormones are all over the place. So it doesn't know what exactly it's supposed to do. It's just trying to create um, homeostasis within the body just mm -hmm. for normal everyday functions. So then you throw training in there and then um, it actually can increase stress on the system and it just exacerbates the symptoms even more. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, does that answer it? I could continue on. That kind, I mean, that opens it up to like another question. So how, then how would you even determine what kind of exercise you needed to do at what time based on your hormone levels? Or is that even something that can be gauged? Yeah, yeah. So um, I'm just going to sit, like use a baseline of a normal mm -hmm. cycling woman with no hormone um, problems because- okay. Yeah. Because that like the hormone problems are a different situation in itself. And that has to be, um, considered and mm -hmm. the root causes of all that needs to be addressed before you can like accurately, um, prescribe like a training regimen. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, so that's ground level, um, baseline of where we're at. Um, step two would be to start tracking your cycle. Um, so you can see where you're at in the different phases. Um, I don't know about you, but I don't really remember learning about this stuff in high school and like, how, how does our body work? Right. Well, we never learned about that. So, <laughs> um, no, and I was always competing. So, I mean, if I was like having a heavy day, it didn't really matter. I still had a swim meet to do or a track meet to do or whatever. And there wasn't like any sort of option to not do it just because I was on my period. So yeah. Yeah. So the, it's going to be interesting to see how things kind of change over time or how mm -hmm. that may be addressed. Um, I, um, from my understanding, the, the women's soccer team, they actually have started training with their cycles. And, um, mm -hmm. I mean, we saw how they did this past season and they did mm -hmm. great. Um, so, um, yeah, so 
tracking your cycles, um, this can be done through apps. Um, the one I use is called Natural Cycles. I take my temperature every morning um, and then I record it and then it's put into an algorithm. Um, now you can trust, like you can kind of use that as a guideline, but it's not always completely accurate when it comes to ovulation and things like that, mm -hmm. because it can't account for what you're going through in your daily life. It's basically right. just going off of math measurements. Ah. Yeah. So, um, in general, <laughs> in your follicular phase or, um, from the day you stop bleeding to, or excuse me, like your follicular phase. So like day one of your cycle until you hit ovulation, you should be able to um, have really great training sessions. And up until ovulation, you should be able to max out really well okay. um, because there's an estrogen increase. Okay. Now, um, when there's ovulation, that LH spikes or luteinate, luteinizing hormone spikes Mm -hmm. and um, that decreases estrogen and then you get an increase of progesterone which is catabolic so that's where we see the breakdown of the tissue that leads into our cycle so oh. yeah so from ovulation to approaching um, your period um, that's kind of when you kind of taper off you can do focus on technique work um, and just be a little more gentle and gracious with yourself during that um, time period yeah. And I mean, so I've, so since I do track mine naturally, um, I, I track mine based on the moon. Um, <laughs> um, but, and also I started using natural products. Like I use a menstrual cup and I, um, and I use a bidet instead of toilet paper. I feel like those have made a huge difference in my ability to know what's going on with my body. Um, I felt like when I was using, um, like regular, like pads or tampons, like they were so absorbent that I couldn't even, I couldn't tell what was actually going on because mm -hmm. every, you know, the, the, they're absorbent, whereas mm -hmm. the menstrual cup is not absorbent. And so your body feels differently. And I feel like ever since I've switched to those, switched that out, um, that my body feels differently. And then I just kind of allow my body to be where it needs to be when it needs to be there. So if I feel like I need to be slower. I'm slower. Mm -hmm. I just slow down. And maybe that's like a stretch day or, you know, cause like I said, I still, I still get my Apple watch rings. I just may do it yeah. like a ton <laughs> slower. Yeah. Right? Yeah. No. And like going back to the female body too, like our bodies were kind of built to work smarter, not harder. So, mm. <laughs> and, um, this is when there's no birth control use when there's birth control use, then like your hormones are pretty much flatlined, mm. um, because you're not ovulating. Right. Um, so that's kind of a different story. And, um, there's, there's been suggestions that, um, when you're on your natural cycle, like you do perform better, um, than when you're on birth control. So. Interesting. Mm -hmm. So then, um, would that then go along with what I was saying before about, um, like depending on what your hormones are doing, whether or not you are, it's easier to lose weight or not lose weight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So going back to that baseline, once that is solid and then you learn to like, uh, train with your cycle, mm -hmm. then weight loss. And as long as like all your nutrition is in, on point two and all that stuff, yeah. you just like be really natural and easy for you okay. uh, or just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and 
Yeah. And so, I mean, and so we find ourselves, you know, in the situation where we have like, you know, people in various stages of um, coming out of, you know, COVID recovery. And so I know for me during most of this last year, like my nutrition probably wasn't on point because comfort food sounded better than trying to maintain my normal 80, 20, you know, healthy, not so healthy. Like I've tended to lean towards, you know, heavier foods, fattier foods, definitely more sweets. Um, just because I've wanted more comfort food, you know, to get through this, this stretch of time. And so I feel like a lot of people may be in a situation where they're like, Oh, I want to lose weight, but it's just not happening. Even if I work out and eat right. Like, and I think that like, there's just, obviously you talked about the stress levels. Um, and I have noticed just across the board, you know, I'm hearing more about stressful people being stressed and that's, what's causing not just weight loss situations, but other, you know, situations are happening because people are so stressed out. So do you think there's like a burnout level going on that actually could be contributing to not only weight loss, but like everything else in life right now? Yeah, totally. So like this past year, like we've all been stressed out as fuck, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> Putting it mildly, like that's where we've all been at. Um, yeah. And, um, so with cortisol, like our stress hormone, that was really designed for short spurts of time and not <laughs> extended periods of time <laughs> like we have been. Um, and what can happen is your adrenals can actually, we call it adrenal fatigue. I think there's mm-hmm. a science name for it, but um, like you can Google it and it's there, but um, we basically burn the adrenals out. And so <clears throat> it just messes up our entire stress regulation system as well. Um, and so that goes back to like using herbs, like um, adaptogens, especially um, that can really help mitigate the stress levels and bring mm-hmm. them back into balance. Um, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um... So, and of course, like cortisol is something that affects both men and women. So now we're not even talking about just women anymore, but um, I know a lot of people who, you know, they're working from home now. So they're sitting a lot more if they don't have a standing desk and, you know, maybe they're not going to the gym um, and things like that. And so um, as we're kind of talking about like, you know, weight loss, like where would you, I kind of have an idea. Like my whole thought is like, you know, if you, can come to a space where you can accept where your body is right now, that would, you know, kind of help you get over, maybe get over the hump before you would jump, you know, before you expect to like lose weight immediately, because you do have to go through some things, right? you got to decrease the stress. you got to clean up the nutrition. you got to get your routines back. Um, or am I just, you know, talking out of my ass at this point? <laughs> no, you, you're on point. Um, yeah. So I, like, that all comes back to mindset too, right? Mm -hmm. Like looking at the situation and what has been going on and just recognizing like, Hey, this, this is what's been going on. It's been really rough lately. And like, that's okay. But from today forward, this is what I'm choosing to do because I know this is what's best for me. Mm -hmm. And, um, I'm going to do the best I can every day. And, um, like, that's, that's that, you know, so just coming down to be ge- being gentle with ourselves and non non judgmental, and just accepting where we are at. So how much of a role does nutrition play? 
in being healthy or being fit or losing weight or any of the above? I think it's huge. Um, Mm -hmm. So like our, our nation is really addicted to sugar Mm -hmm. and like sugars in, in everything. I mean, if you look at a, a, like Mm -hmm. a packet of cheese, it's in our cheese, um, which is really bizarre, right? Cause you wouldn't think that Mm -hmm. product that's in it, but it's addicting. It's in like almost all of our foods. And, um, I mean, even our food is really changing and we're seeing that like people are having reactions and, um, so really, I'm not going to go down the rabbit hole, (laughs) but (laughs) I see it. It's right there. (laughs) We can totally go there. (laughs) But, um, following like a paleo or Mediterranean style diet, um, is really ideal. Um, but the, like, there are ways to make that sustainable too. So maybe just making one switch a week, like right. switching out your milk chocolate for dark chocolate, dark chocolate. um, or <clears throat> yeah, just switching out like your pot for like carbonated water. Um, just really simple changes that you can sustain over time. Because yeah. if we try to do a 180, it's really overwhelming and it's not sustainable. And then you just end up back to where you started and it's get just, dis- and you get discouraged. Um, so yeah. that's kind of where I would go with that. But yeah. And, um, yeah. And there's also a lot of soy in our food too. And that also can contribute to a lot of hormonal imbalances, especially for women. I know I personally make a pretty good effort to avoid soy, but obviously like soy is an ingredient, it's a preservative ingredient. So it's in everything, like all of the processed food. Um, so I kind of make a conscious effort to, to avoid it when I can, because I know I can't always. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just another ingredient that you know, mm-hmm. um, and, yeah. then, and then and maybe I am going down the rabbit hole a little bit, but I'm going to try and, and let's go for it <laughs> just a little bit, but, um, supplements is another, like, um, I I've been hearing a lot more about like fatty liver disease being connected to like people taking supplements that they don't need or supplements that have improper ingredients, um, or things like that. Um, I, you know, I do read ingredient labels on my supplements. So I take a vitamin D, but I always make sure that it doesn't have soybean oil, which is a very common, um, carrier oil in vitamin D. And so, um, but looking at the ingredient labels, like what's actually in your vitamins (laughs) that you're taking that you think are so healthy. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. There's so many fillers in there. Um, so like, I'm really picky about the supplements. I, Mm-hmm. Best. Um, like I will never take a supplement from Safeway, like ever. We <laughs> <laughs> could actually do more harm than good. Mm-hmm. Um, like, yeah, the re- the regulations. I think they are getting better, but mm-hmm. like, you get what you pay for. Um, yeah. And um, a lot of the supplements that are kind of MLM. Um, I wouldn't really support those to be honest. Mm-hmm. It like that, that's my opinion. Everyone's entitled to their own. Sure. Opinion. Yeah. Um, but like you said, it can contribute to other things. And, um, like going back to soy, like processed soy can contribute to estrogen dominance. And, um, we really see that when the liver is congested as well. So if mm-hmm. the liver can't flush everything out and we are keep ingesting all of this crap, how is our body supposed to function? And like, 
and, and it makes sense. Like it makes mm-hmm. sense that our hormones would be completely off if, um, if our body can't function and drain how it's supposed to. Yeah. Cause the liver's job is to detox. It does system. everything. <laughs> yeah. But if you're throwing so much at it, does it get overwhelmed then? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, it, it can contribute to estrogen dominance as well as other things as well. So, um, that's why it's really good to love up on your liver and do lots of greens and, um, yeah, all those types yeah. of things. So. And so if you are in estrogen dominance, this kind of goes back to the, the, the period conversation, but like, how does that then affect your ability to lose weight, not lose weight or stay detoxed or whatever? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when there's estrogen dominance, that really puts you in a low progesterone state. And, um, when you're in that state, it's really, it makes ovulation a little more difficult. Um, what else? And it it can contribute to a myriad of conditions Mm -hmm. or like really weird signs or symptoms. Um, Mm -hmm. and it can just really wreak havoc on your system. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah. So really it's about a lot about hormone balance. It sounds like. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, like, I don't know if this is too taboo for this, but I'm just going to go for it. Why not? (laughs) um, Like in the U S I think specifically in the U S or just across the board, um, we're seeing like estrogen increase in men. And so Mm -hmm. their fertility is also decreasing with that. And so we're seeing more feminine men when, um, that's not necessarily a good thing. No, I've heard that, that there's things, certain things that actually, um, lessen testosterone in men. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and that obviously can contribute to their, uh, their fertility, um, longevity over time too. And I don't remember, yeah. I don't know. I read a list somewhere along the way that, that like listed several things that, um, were contributing to lessening testosterone levels in men. And so, and I mean, it's noticeable, right? Like I noticed it in men, I noticed men that are less masculine than I prefer. Um, so I don't know, I'm looking for a masculine dude. So <laughs> I'm very attentive to it. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, I got you. <laughs> um, so let's kind of just shift gears. I don't want to go down too much of a scientific, uh, uh, you know, too sciencey, but I kind of want to shift gears and go back to like body, body positive. Let's talk about Instagram. Let's talk about the, the fitness magazine models and, and all of that crazy shit and, and just kind of dive into that. Cause I really want people to walk away from this, this thing, this episode, like kind of having an idea to like love themselves, love their body, appreciate where their body is. And that, that just because you work out every day and you do all of the things, the measures to take care of your health, even if it's hormone management, fitness, nutrition, like whatever it is, you still at the end of the day need to feel good moving your body, no matter what kind of movement it is, right? To squat down to pick something up off the floor, even if it's whether it's your kiddo or, you know, the, the whatever you dropped or whatever. Um, or even at the grocery store, like anybody ever notice that all the good stuff's on the bottom shelf at the grocery store? I don't know. Maybe that's just the product I buy. Um, but I happen to notice that I'm squatting a lot at the grocery store. Hey, right? you're, getting, you're getting your rings on your watch. Exactly. <laughs> um, so can you, can we kind of tap into that a little bit and talk about like the, the, the quote unquote fitness body and, and how it's kind of bullshit basically. 
<laughs> yeah, I I do think it is getting better, but um, yeah, we we have a long ways to go. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't like a lot of the images I see there of models and mm-hmm. um, probably supermodels. I'm making an assumption there, but yeah, um, they they just don't have the body type that the majority of us have. Um, mm. So like it, we just can't even compare, you know, I mean, like, well, and the other thing too, is like, if you, you can't compare yourself to even like, uh, let's just use some of the older, like um, uh, celebrity workout folks like Denise Austin or Kathy Smith, or, you know, pick one name one, right. Mm-hmm. Or, or, you know, Jillian Michaels later on. I feel like we can't even compare, right? These people are in the gym all the time. They're doing workouts all the time. Whereas I'm doing 30 minutes of exercise a day, you know, maybe 60, maybe 90. It just depends on my day. Right. But generally speaking, if I've got a lot of work to do that day, I'm not hitting the gym as many hours as they are. And so to compare me to them, you know, is, is that's not even that's apples to oranges, right? Cause they're in the gym all the time. They're doing their videos. They're teaching classes. They're, you know, working with their clients or whatever, right. That there's just no way to compare that. So if you're looking at a fitness magazine or you're looking at a fitness video and you're thinking, you know, how come you're not as thin as her, even though you work out all the time, because I don't work out 12 hours a day. Yeah. And so, I mean, they probably have their own chefs making the food for them. I mean, they, right. they probably have multiple assistants. And so their stress levels probably aren't as high as mm-hmm. like the everyday person. Cause they have a lot of help and, and there's nothing wrong with that. Like, that's great. I mean, right. I hope to be there one day. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but um in in the real world a lot of us don't have that so yeah. um yeah it yeah yeah we can't even compare I mean like you you go on the like forever 21 website right and then you like order something and it looks super cute on the model and then you get it and it doesn't look anything like how it did in the picture you know because mm-hmm. <laughs> they have flat stomachs and I don't have a flat stomach and yeah. they never have the same size of breasts as I do so they never look the same because right. they don't have the curves <laughs> they they're a flat pat plastic you know if they are a mannequin they're a flat plastic body um yeah. but even the models don't have the you know they they're they may be large boned or taller or whatever but then they, they ain't got the curves I got <laughs> 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 and it's so funny because I I've done races and I've given up trying to get, um, you know, the women's, they'll always do like a men's a men's shirt or a women's shirt. I don't even get the women's ones because they're so cut. Mm-hmm. They're too tight. Even if I get the largest size they have, it's cut wrong. So it never fits me correctly. Mm-hmm. So I feel like those can get, those kinds of things can get super discouraging. Um, you know, for women who may be of size, um, you know, it gets discouraging. You get something that's like a three X and it still doesn't fit you. Right. And I would say, I would suggest to, to any women listening out there, if you're feeling discouraged about that, consider that they're not cut or they're not shaping the shirt for women who actually were, I always say they're not shaping it for real women. Cause I kind of believe that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, in uh, chiropractic school, I definitely had some women's shirts. Like they were from Nike and um, like, they were just a lot tighter because I had really developed my lats because mm-hmm. I was yeah. and like, it just, it was really uncomfortable to wear, you know? So mm-hmm. um, yeah. 
Yeah. Um, and then I was going to say something else about something like that. I think I saw recently, isn't, doesn't Victoria's Secret, they, they, they missize their bras on purpose <laughs> so that women who are smaller feel bigger. But the problem is, is that then if I go in there with my double D, their bras, their double Ds don't fit me because they're not double Ds. <laughs> Like, I knew they were always playing mind games with us. <laughs> I knew it. Like, I'm just like, so I'm saying all of this and disclosing a shitload of personal information yeah. to really drive home the idea that the system is actually the problem and not you and not you, the beautiful person that you are. Because if you are working real hard and you're going to the gym every day and you're trying to eat healthy and, you know, I'm not perfect. I've probably been more of like a 60, 40, if not 50, 50 lately on the, on the nutrition track. But I'm, so I'm kind of driving this really hard because I do want people to hear, you know, that it's okay to be wherever you are. And if you are not fitting into the size 12 clothes and you're suddenly a size 16, just remember that the sizing is probably skewed, mm-hmm. you know, or, or, or the whatever, or it's not cut to fit your frame. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And I think it gets super <laughs> discouraging when we think that we're doing all of the right things, but we're not seeing results. Well, maybe the results are just not in those places to be seen. Right. Since I started physical therapy and I started doing, you know, single legged calf raises and single legged, um, you know, balancing work and things like that. I've seen an enormous amount of progress on my part, but it's not showing up when I measure, it's not showing up on my scale. My clothes don't fit any differently. None of that, but I like it because I can function better on a day-to-day basis. And so I kind of want people to kind of walk away with that sort of an idea is that just because you're fit does not mean you are thin. It does not mean that you are losing weight. It means that your body is doing what you need it to do on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. No, you said that beautifully. Run with that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. I had some thoughts while you were going through that and they they slipped my mind, but um, Yeah. So just being gentle with yourself and, um, knowing that you're not the only one who can't live up to that standard to an unrealistic standard that was never meant for a, like a real person to fit into. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> that's probably not minimal what I could say, but yeah. Um, and it really coming down to your mindset and they're like, it all kind of like, there's this saying it's called comparison kills joy. Mm-hmm. And so the more you compare yourself, the more it's going to affect you and the more mm-hmm. you're going to be discouraged. But if you decide to like, start where you are, where you're at and accept yourself and just decide yeah. to make one change a day, Um, just one step forward in front of the other, just make small changes and -hmm. let them build on top of each other. Um, so you're not overwhelmed. So it's doable for you. And, um, and then in the long run, like you could actually see some progress. Yeah. Yeah. And it may not be external progress. You just may notice that your body's functioning better 
you know, whatever that is, maybe it's your, your, your blood sugars. If you're diabetic, maybe, you know, you're switching out soda for, um, I actually just had a friend do this. I had, he had accidentally grabbed a can of my carbonated water. It's bubbly and he drank it and he's like, I love this. And so, um, he's trying to make the switch from soda to, carbonated water. And, you know, so you know, maybe you start seeing like it changes in your blood sugars. If you're diabetic or you start seeing that, like, you know, I don't know, your bowels move better or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, your digestion is better or, you know, whatever it is, maybe your urine doesn't stink or whatever, you know, there's mm-hmm. so many, re- there's so many ways that our body can show up and, and let us know that we're, we're doing things to make it better. And they may not be that you physically look different or, you know, your clothing size changes or your measurement, it may not be any of that, you Mm -hmm. know, may just be that, oh, you can, you know, you can chest press or you can curl five or 10 pounds more than you did the last time, or you can stand on one foot for a second longer than you did, you know, when you started, um, or whatever. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, no, I love that. Um, I remembered my thoughts. So I'm going (laughs) to show it real quick. (laughs) Yeah. Um, when I was working with my personal training clients, um, I'd also, I'd all, I'd always give them like kind of two different markers to work with. So one Mm -hmm. would be, how do you feel? How do you Mm -hmm. feel in your daily life? Like, do you Mm -hmm. feel good? And then if so, that's great. Keep running with that. Mm -hmm. Um, And then two is how your clothes fit. Like um, this may not be right for some people, but like for me and my clients, this is what has worked for them is just kind of noticing how their clothes fit. Do their clothes fit differently? Are Mm -hmm. their muscles becoming more developed? And so that's just like, they're fitting a little differently. Um, Mm -hmm. What exactly is going on? But ultimately it comes down to how you feel and are you able to do the things that you love and have the quality of life that you want to at the end of the day? Definitely, 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 you know, and be attentive. Like if you, if you notice, so, and I've been in and out of physical therapy, a good chunk of my life. Cause I've injured myself and I have a lot of like weird, you know, I sat on the job for a long time. So I have a lot of, you know, injuries from that. Um, but I know, I know from just going to physical therapy, um, that I would encourage physical therapy, uh, <laughs> um, because I went in with like scapular pain and ended up having issues with my neck muscles. And so sometimes if I notice my scapular acting up, I know it's because my neck is tight. Um, you know, and, I, and now I'm learning with my leg issues that if my knee is hurting, it's because my quads and my outer, um, my abductors are tight. And so then it's time to hit the foam roller and it hurts like so bad. (laughs) (laughs) It hurts so good. It hurts. (laughs) But I know if I don't do the foam roller, then my PT is going to have to hit it with her arm. And that hurts even more than the foam roller. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I think too, like self-care is really important as well. Mm -hmm. Um, like as a chiropractor, I do like co-work with PTs and like, it's awesome. And like both of our patients benefit from that, but, um, yeah, just, um, taking time for, um, self-care is really important. So, yep. And I know like we're going we're all going through like a lot of, of topsy turvy shifts and changes in this moment. And 2021 is proving to be as wickedly weird as 2020, just in a different wickedly weird kind of way. Um, and so, um, I I could talk about self-care all day. I do a workshop on (laughs) self-care, um, for a reason, because it's that important to really just take time for, 
yourself and, and all of that. And to just be okay. If your nutrition is not, I don't know. I did. I went through a phase like for two months where I'm like, I don't even feel like cooking. I don't feel like eating none of that. And I didn't feel malnourished. I didn't feel like I was doing something wrong. I just didn't feel like I didn't feel like it. And, um, then I realized today that now I have so much food prepped in my fridge. I don't know if I'll get to eat it all before it goes bad. So <laughs> I guess there's two different problems to have there, but at least I now have fresh fruits and vegetables and, and fresh food made. And, and I'm not doing a lot of processy stuff at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Everything in moderation, right? Totally. Like, totally. Yeah. Totally. So. Cool. Anything else you want to add in? I feel like this has been a fairly chunky conversation yeah <laughs> yeah we've done a lot but it's been fun yes. um yeah yeah I mean if if um yeah working with like if you're really determined on making progress it always helps to like have some sort of coach or someone that can help you make some progress and and have that accountability mm. to move forward um so that's kind of one thing I would also recommend as well um mm-hmm. And then also just getting to the root cause of what's actually going on um, if you're struggling to lose weight as well. So definitely, uh, yeah, I'll just end with that. Cool. All right. Um, you can, um, uh, I, I did tag Lydia in the, the Facebook thing. Um, so if you do have questions for her, I'm sure she'd be happy to answer them since I just spoke on that behalf without even asking you. Why. Oops. Um, <laughs> All good. <laughs> uh, if you're listening to the podcast recording, thank you so much for tuning in. I really appreciate um, all of the listeners, we've wrapped around the world a couple of times, and I'm really thankful for that and, and that the listenership continues to grow and please keep sharing it. I'm going to keep trying to get them on my website so that they're there because I know a lot of people find it easier to listen to it on their web browser than, you know, with any of the podcast catchers. So um, if you want to hold on tight, I'm going to stop the recording and then we'll go ahead and close up. Cool.